1: Welcome to TV Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to take a long look at one of the largest and most powerful mediums of marketing, television advertising. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technology and strategies behind maximizing the impact of your TV ad campaigns. With us today is Ronald Pruitt Jr., who is the managing partner at the Boston Associates, which is a consulting firm that advises equity firms and enterprises on how they can rapidly reshape and reposition existing businesses to realize their full potential. Outside of his role at the Boston Associates, Ronald has also held multiple executive and advisory positions at a wide variety of TV advertising related companies, including being the CEO of As Seen on TV Inc. and a chief advisor to the Al Roker Entertainment Company. So far this week, we've discussed the TV advertising landscape, how to develop a television ad campaign, and we talked yesterday about how to run a direct response campaign. And today we're going to talk about how to integrate product placements into TV content. Here's the fourth installment of TV Advertising Week with Ronald Pruitt Jr. from the Boston Associates. Ronald, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Thank you. Looking forward to this episode.
1: Excited to continue talking to you for TV Advertising Week. We've covered a lot of grounds, and today we're going to talk about advertising that doesn't feel like advertising, something that we try to do a lot here on the MarTech Podcast, and I hope our listeners appreciate that there is a way that you can have advertising that also provides value and utility and builds a brand impression. Talk to me a little bit about what are the methodologies and best practices for getting your products placed into television content.
2: This is a very difficult area because it's far more complex. And I think if you're really trying to get your products or your services somehow into the mainstream of television or in the broadcast, it takes a different level of sophistication. It's becoming a lot more commonplace. And the so-called television might be running on YouTube as well as network shows or even into influencer marketplaces. But this is an area where you really do need generally expertise to try to move yourself into the content. So you're combining commerce and content simultaneously. Not an easy thing to do.
1: So I think that there are two different ways to think about getting your products onto TV, right? There's advertorial content where you are building television around your content, which is really just a longer format ad, And then there is actual product placement where you're trying to have your product be used in the actual content that people are consuming. Let's talk a little bit about the advertorial side first. There's the classic infomercial. Is that effective? Is it a good use of time? It's got to be expensive as hell.
2: It is. And, you know, the industry has changed dramatically. i say once upon a time, and it was not that long ago, infomercials were generally run on Saturday and Sunday mornings. It was a way for the local television affiliates to generate new revenues.
1: And to fill their inventory.
2: Exactly. And for every television station, if you will, an affiliate, there are public broadcasts they have to do. They have to allocate time around political campaigns. And then you have what used to be like remnant that could be preempted, and that's the direct response category. And a lot of smart entrepreneurs jumped in and they bought that time. And that evolved into the infomercial world and folks that I've worked with, like Kevin Harrington, who was involved with Shark Tank early on, Mark Cuban joined after. They made their careers smartly buying time across the country in all these different stations. And then they turned around and said, wow, I've got the time, now what can I sell? And they're all incredibly effective. Infomercials still work, but the market is changing. It's actually shrinking. And probably shrinking dramatically. A lot of traditional brands that you might have seen, Guthy Ranker was a big time infomercial player. They do a lot of beauty products. They, at one time, I think they've now sold it off proactive skincare. They were big players in infomercials and they've started to move really towards a web only strategy. There's a corollary to this or sort a of side world, and that's home shopping. Don't forget HSN and QVC, now both owned by a company called Curate. There's Evine, the old shop MBC, which is up in Minnesota. And there are a couple of jewelry channels, for instance. So if you're in the jewelry business, there are options to also sell your products that way. And they're always looking for new products. And the new thing is live streaming. It's an area where I've spent a lot of time, a number of years just looking at basically home shopping on live streams. Wildly successful in China. 600 million Chinese regularly use live stream platforms. And they sell products like we do here on QVC, but they sell them on the social media platforms that have live streaming. So increasingly, I think you'll see that in the U.S., although for some reason, culturally, it hasn't been as adopted. But the principles are the same. It's entertaining, getting in front of new audiences with your unique product. So infomercials are dying, but new platforms are taking its place.
1: What's the secret to making a half an hour of content, which is really advertising? How do you make that entertaining?
2: Well, that's a good question. It also comes down to who's on, right? So the character or the spokesperson you choose is usually incredibly important. Of course, the product, identifying the product and its solution, the benefits, but Ron Ron Ronco, wildly successful, but very often they're providing products that in many cases were unique, but other products you could also buy elsewhere. What made them unique was they were actually presenting in an entertaining form, maybe pots and pans that you had never thought of purchasing. So they were successful because they were just offering you something in or on a unique channel. You could get those pots and pans just about anywhere. But for some reason, they made it magical and they made you want to purchase, which many millions did. As Again, the industry evolved and direct response evolved. The television was often used as a loss leader. So the majority of sales are increasingly, you know, again, at the product, it could be in a drugstore, it could be Home Depot or Lowe's today. So they're very often trying to drive viewers into retail establishments. So you're seeing a whole mix of channels starting to happen, which gets back to the notion of having good attribution as to what is really driving your success.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, MuteNex. Talk to me a little bit about the product placement world. How do you get your products or services onto television when you're not actually creating the television?
2: Well, the first thing could be it's literally just random, where your product or the name of your company happens to appear in a movie or in a commercial. But this is a very specialized area where lots of folks in Hollywood, particularly the big agencies, the WMEs, do nothing but work with their clients, usually bigger commercial enterprises, Coca-Cola, for instance, which may be through promotion like NASCAR, where you have just specialists in NASCAR and automotive racing, to movies and trailers where you want to get into the new Disney movie and have the character holding up or using your product. Not something to be taken lightly. It's incredibly difficult and they're usually done on a multi-year basis or a multi-movie basis. And literally, it will cost millions and millions of dollars generally to get that kind of placement. You can look at talk shows and other formats where it might be easier. So, we're talking about television, but there's spillovers into others like podcasts that folks with lesser money could think about as well.
1: One of the most interesting ways that I've heard of to get your products onto a show is through a service called the Ben Group, which stands for Branded Entertainment Network. And they have relationships with the content producers primarily around streaming, so how does Pepsi get into the house of cards? How does somebody sneak a product onto Orange's the New Black is generally the idea. And they also work with influencers as well. But that's one of the ways where you need to have an intermediary who is not only signing an agreement with you and figuring out what shows your product should be placed in, but also working with the content producers to make sure that it's been placed.
2: Yeah. And I think I mentioned influencer marketing or key influencers if they were to pick up your product and they're streaming is that considered television well in a lot of respects today it is because they immediately move their streams onto various over-the-top ott platforms or a connected television i know we're going to talk about that a little bit later but the definition of television is expanding as are the number of potential outlets to get your products mentioned and in front of millions of people you mentioned streaming and being able to do advertising placing embedded into new networks like a Netflix, which says it will never take advertising in the traditional sense, but the jury is out. We'll see if that continues. So yeah, there are new alternatives developing every day, but it's an area where one really needs expertise generally and focus because it's very hard to do and pull off.
1: So talk to me about how to evaluate the difference between advertising in the traditional sense and then trying to have your product be placed on new television? Is one more effective than the other? Should you be focused? Is one more costly or one more effective than the other?
2: Well, you're really asking a lot of tough questions, aren't you, today? (laughs) (laughs) Did I stump you yet? (laughs) I mean, this one's probably close to stumping me in the sense that it's whatever the intention of the company is. I look at companies this way. Your culture is critical. Your DNA. Are you a brand I call a brander, someone who thinks about really building your brand over time. And that's great if you do that. And there's so many successful brands and advertising creatives and others who can do that for you over time. But you tend to be a culture either is focused on your brand or one that is built around direct response and direct marketing. Very, very difficult to go from being just a brand company into being a direct response player. And you see many trying to do it in a whole number of industries. But if your original DNA is built around direct-to-consumer, it's a lot easier, I think, to pivot because you're always thinking about commerce. You're always thinking about the sale. So when you evaluate product placement or working with influencers versus more elongated campaigns, you have to make sure that internally your team and your vendors and your partners understand what the implications of that might be and build around that. And that's to me, is how you really evaluate what you should do and whether or not you'll be successful.
1: Okay, great advice. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Ronald for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Ronald's tips for building an effective TV advertising strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss the future of television advertising. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Ronald, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is Ronald C. Pruitt Jr., R-O-N-A-L-D-C-P-R-U-E-T-T-J-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is bostonassociates.com. A couple of links in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, or you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter. If you're a subscriber to the show, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media, my handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in our podcast feed, in addition to the rest of our conversation with Ronald Pruitt Jr., the managing partner at Boston Association